0: You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio.
1: So, the Bloomberg audience loves hearing about anything to do with the auto industry from EVs and self-driving cars to really cool things like supercars collectibles. Innovation competition, racing and more. Just, Hence, fast, cars. Southern- <laughs>
2: fast, Just cars. fast cars. Just fast cars.
1: All right. So today we're talking about the business of racing. We have the perfect duo to do that with 2019 IndyCar champion, Joseph Newgarden, uh, joining us in our interactive broker studio. So welcome to you. Uh, also, of course, with us is our auto columnist for Bloomberg Pursuits, Hannah Elliott, who actually brought us Joseph. So. I, I try to bring you the best. <laughs>
0: and yeah, if we can't have a two New... yeah, like, I mean, uh, oh, on time Indy champion,
2: champions only, please, yeah. Hannah. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. So. <laughs> (laughs) First of all, congratulations. Welcome. Thank you. Um, So what's the state of racing right now?
3: Well, we're here to just just distract everybody, you know, with all the chaos that's going on right now. We want you to just think about racing and good things. Um, But yeah, the state of racing is good. You know, we... um, we're, we're still going forward. I think IndyCar is an exciting time for us. We're kind of growing. Um, you know, we've gone through some swings over the last 20, 30 years with just the series, the identity of it, the popularity. And uh, ever since I joined back in 2012, we've just had this nice steady uptick and growth. And, and I th- feel like we have a lot more momentum on our side now with Roger Penske acquiring yeah. the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the IndyCar series. So we feel like the direction of where the, the series can go and really the growth potential is is pretty enormous right now.
1: All right. I don't know why he's being so serious. What's it like to race? <laughs> it's awesome. I All love right. it. That's I mean, what I want to know. Yeah, no, I, I
3: love it. I grew up, um, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, I played stick and ball sports like most, you know, suburban American kids. Baseball was kind of my sport as 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 a young guy, and uh, I always loved racing. I loved cars that went fast. What was the first
1: thing you raced?
3: Uh, so I raced uh, just go karts, traditional like hundred cc carts, and um, you know they go like sixty miles per <laughs> hour, super low to the ground, and uh, there was nothing like that around Nashville, Tennessee. So my dad actually had to take me. Uh, we we did this round trip, 300 miles up, 300 miles back to Indianapolis. It was the closest karting track to, to Nashville. And we did that. We went up there, figured out how karting worked, and then tried to get into cars. And then you kind of just learn how the you know the series form up, and then how to maybe one day try and pursue a career in, in motorsports.
0: And what, I'm so curious, what separates a champion from someone who's really good? And I mean, when you were driving these karts, did you know from an early age, I'm really good, or <laughs> did that come later? <laughs> uh, it came
3: later, you know. When I was a kid, and I'd watch Indy cars on TV, especially around street circuits, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a track type that we run on. I'd watch these guys, you know, handle these 750 horsepower, uh, super fast cars in between, you know, 20 foot of walls. Like that's that's you know, the track was the walls basically lined the track super tight. And I had no idea how they'd be driving these things at 200 mile, miles per hour on the street courses. I was like, man, there's, there's just no way. It
1: looks so dangerous. It's yeah.
3: crazy. I mean, yeah. they are like, it's like riding a raging bull. And they, yeah. they're, they're so masterful. When I was a kid watching the, the drivers do it, and I never thought it was possible to answer your question for me to be able to uh, be capable of that. And so I just got into it for the love of cars, the love of racing, the competition, and then quickly you learn, like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. Like, maybe maybe I'll be able to drive cars one day. And then you get into cars finally, and you're like, yeah, I think I, I could possibly get good at this.
1: Was there a discussion you had with your parents about this?
3: Um, yes and no. I begged to, to start racing go-karts since I was, like, three years old. Okay. Right? And it was always uh, yeah. a no until I was 13. Okay. So it took it took a lot of convincing to, hey, let's actually go try and do this.
2: And so to go back to what Hannah said, I mean you understand you're pretty good at it, but then there is that, you know, yeah. matter of, of seconds or milliseconds mm-hmm. in some cases, inches, yeah. feet that separate, you know, a, a true champion, a, a winner from someone who's like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like what <laughs> yeah. what's the difference?
3: Yeah. It's a, honestly, so like once you get to the top level and you're like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at the sport. I'm lucky that I have some talent. It, it's so much more than just being fast or being yeah. inherently talented at something. You have to have such a complete package at the top level of it. Um, you really have to be diverse in your skill sets. And that a, a lot of what the driver does is he's like the quarterback of a, of a football team. Yeah. You know, he's leading the pack. He's kind of directing on everything that we need to do, not only just on a race weekend and at what decisions we make, but also globally, like. How are we developing the race car? What's going to make the race car fast? And all those decisions really derive from the driver. So the driver has to have a really good skill set to lead the team and lead the engineers and mechanics down the right path. That's that's what makes you good at the top level. Is it a
1: case, though, like with any, I don't know, sport, if you will, that the more you do it, the better you get, like practice, practice, practice? Or that's not necessarily the case in racing?
3: No, no, it's very true, very okay. true. I think with anything, particularly IndyCar racing, yeah. IndyCar racing amongst all of motorsports is probably the most diverse. So with NASCAR, they're so predominantly oval racing, you know, probably 95% of the tracks they visit are all ovals. For IndyCar, it's split across four different track types. So we race street circuits like I was talking about earlier. Right. We'll just go into a city like Long Beach and have the Long Beach Grand Prix. They'll set up a a temporary street circuit. Then we'll race at road courses, which are permanent road course tracks. Then we race at big super speedways like the Indianapolis 500, two and a half mile oval. Then we race on short ovals, which are only just like a mile long, but this is a little small baby oval. And they are all so completely different that if you're not good at all of them, you're never going to win a championship. Right. So mm-hmm. the diversity that it that it requires to be right. good in IndyCar is, is pretty cool.
0: So tell me, why IndyCar for you? Why not NASCAR? Why not Formula One? Why not Formula E even?
3: I think a lot of what I – honestly, the diversity like I was just talking about is what draws me in. Um, I also like the the parity in our sport with IndyCar right now is next level. Hmm. Um, every I mean, you can be with the lowest budget team on the grid. You know, with maybe the smallest amount of people, and you can have a chance at winning races. I mean, truly, you actually can compete with the top the top teams. Like, you know, I get to drive for arguably the most successful team in the paddock, Team Penske, Roger Penske's team, and uh, they've won 18 Indianapolis 500s over the 104-year history. They're like the winning; they're nearly at a 20% win rate. He's had some
0: really well-known drivers too for his team. You know, your predecessors that are iconic in the racing world.
1: You're listening to Bloomberg Business with Carol Master along with Jason Kelly. And in our interactive broker studio right now, we've got uh, IndyCar champion Joseph Newgarden along with our auto columnist. Two-time champion. Two-time champion uh, along with our auto expert. The person we go to when we talk about really supercars and all fun things in the car industry is, of course, uh, Hannah Elliott, uh, who writes for Bloomberg Pursuit. So, Hannah, I want to toss it over to you.
0: I'm so happy to be here and so excited to have you here, Joseph, because auto racing is fascinating. Um, And we've seen some new changes with IndyCar, especially these new aero screens. Can you tell us a little bit about them, what they do? These are not the halos that we see in Formula One. They're separate and different. So how do you feel about them? What are they Pro, con Yeah, I think so for rundown. like the
3: average viewer, just to give a, you know, a digestible. Yeah, so I used to, I'll start off. I'm with an like, average viewer. Yeah. No, no, it's good. <laughs> it used to be funny for me because like when people ask me what I do, I, I used to be so hesitant to say I drive race cars because it's such a. It
0: sounds like what a six year old kid would say, yeah, it's like which hard. is kind of awesome. It's yeah.
3: hard to explain it, but yes. now I'm like, I'm trying to embrace it so much more because for me, it's like being an astronaut. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such like an for off the too. wall thing. <laughs> you know, it's like not many people fly rockets into space and that's kind of like what our job's all about. So it's to great. answer the question, yeah, an IndyCar, it's like a jet fighter plane. But we just race them on the ground, and so it looks like a jet fighter plane with inverted wings. It, it goes fast on the road, and um, typically, open-wheel cars have always been open cockpit as well. So it's an exposed helmet for the driver, and the wheels and tires are exposed. But that exposed helmet, kind of like riding a, a you know a, a fast MotoGP bike or something, that's been the last big safety advancement. Is well, where can we make the driver safer? And, and head protection has been the thing that we've needed to do. So now we're putting a screen on the car and to to your question it's it's very similar to Formula 1. Formula 1 just did a halo. Mm-hmm. So, so just a structured piece on top of um, on top of the cockpit, but on for the IndyCar the aero screen is both a structured piece and a windscreen. So it's a fully integrated canopy. Which looks like a fighter jet now, and I actually yeah. think the cars look more like fighter jets than they did before. Um, it's the biggest safety advancement in motorsports, in my opinion, in the last probably 25 years. So
1: game changer.
3: Total game changer. I think it, you know any the fatalities that we've had in the sport over the last 20 years. Um, this sort of device is is really what would have helped in those situations. And and we've been trying to create something like this right. for a while. So it, it's it's inevitable. A lot of people were against it because of the style of it, but mm-hmm. it's inevitably had to come. Does it I,
0: change how you drive? Sorry. Does yeah, it change definitely. How you, yeah. So how does the weight
3: distribution of the car is okay. totally different. It's a lot heavier. You know, it's about sixty pounds for the device. Wow. Moves the weight distribution forward. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. The yeah. weight distribution moves forward about one and a half percent. So because of that, just mechanically the car yeah. drives quite a bit different. You yeah, know, it dynamically it feel,
2: it's feel different. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, let's end sort of where we began,
2: or start to end, wrap up where we began, which is a lot of changes uh, to the circuit, especially with the ownership, the investment from Mister Penske. What is change? You've got new sponsors coming. I mean, there, yeah. It
3: feels like. There's a lot of sort of wind in your sails to use another form of transportation. <laughs> so, the Penske Group, you know, obviously they're going to take some time to get their hands around everything, but, um, you know, a lot of it's going right into the speedway to start with. You mm-hmm. know, the Indianapolis 500 is our holy grail, it's the Super Bowl of our year and yeah. our championship for the month of May. Um, Roger really wants to improve the fan experience. So, one of the cool things is Verizon's going to be putting 5G in that entire racetrack. And it's going to be the first facility to have full 5G capability by the time we get to May. So it's a really, really cool thing that they're putting in. Uh, everyone in the crowd is going to be able to have access to that. They're putting in more screens. Uh, they're, they're renovating every bathroom in the facility. They're creating uh, new walkways for people, just little things that you wouldn't think about, but right. that go directly to the fan. So Roger's done a great job of that for the Speedway. And then the series itself, you know, I think we're just trying to figure out the best way to move forward continually with audiences. You know, it's such a moving landscape right now with digital media and how people consume things. Right. So with our partner, NBC, I think we've got a good foothold on, you know, where do we want to go five or 10 years from now? See, and
1: future. I wanted to ask, I, and actually this is a Hannah question, so I have to give her credit for it. Like, you know, what do you eat on race day? Like, do you have any <laughs> like, interesting quirks, like, you know, or traditions that you do?
3: Um, nothing, Nothing crazy. I think you just want to stay away from anything new. Yeah, don't be like, it's like a new pair pair of running shoes, right? Right. Like
1: good night of sleep or like,
3: so here's the weirdest thing. Like I need, the only thing I I like to have before a race is a nap. Uh. And I, so I used to get so tired before races and I was really concerned because I'm like 30 minutes before the race is going to start. I'm like deathly tired. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alert. I can't drive this race. The races that I'm most tired are the races I perform my best. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means I'm like focused or, or the relaxed. the adrenaline kicks mm-hmm. in or something. I have no idea, but I'm <laughs> super happy when I'm tired now before a race. It means I'm going to do good. Jason Kelly, Carol Master here with you in New York City alongside
2: Joseph Newgarden, two-time IndyCar champion and Hannah Elliott auto columnist for Bloomberg. Hannah?
0: Okay, so Joseph, I got to know you're 29, right? Yeah. Under 30. You're a young guy. Um, Everyone's saying young people don't care about driving anymore, about driving cars. Is driving going away?
3: Man, that's the million dollar question, you know? Like, I don't know who's tuning in right now, but everyone wants to know. (laughs) A lot of people are banking on it. You know, it's a great question. I think to some degree, yes. I think there will be options in the future. What's the runway to get there? You know, I think we're pretty far out still, to be honest with you. I mean, I think at least 5, 10 years out before you start getting EVs um, to be super prevalent. I'll say this. I don't think race car driving is going away. You cannot take out the human element of yeah. racing. I mean, I, I personally... I, you, well,
1: you could remotely. robot race? Yeah. But do
3: you want to see a robot race? I don't know. I don't. It's the same people, thing with video games. People
1: go to watch video games and well, others right. play. Right, but
3: you have to see a human playing it, right? Yeah. You know, you don't That's watch true. the computer play each other. So I don't think... I think there's always a place for human performance within driving and racing. Uh, as far as every day on the road, I, I definitely think there'll be a shift When's that shift? Everyone wants to know. Well, and that, do- and oh, I will out.
2: say, well, I will just say like, even like we've been playing some, uh, some highlights, uh, of your wins and things like that. Like that moment where you jump out of the car and like your team is there, like that's sport, yeah. you know, like, and, yeah. and I don't yeah. think totally. you can really recreate machinize it? That that's not a word.
0: Macanize?
3: Macanize? Macanize.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what's your daily driver?
3: Oh, my! Oh, I drive a Tahoe. I'm a Chevy okay. guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Tahoe, right. you know, it can do anything. That's my daily driver. That yeah. checks out at Nashville. Yeah, have that you that ever right? driven yeah. a Tesla? Uh, I have, yes. And did
1: you like okay. it just quickly?
3: Yeah, I did. It was very but you large one. screen. Large oh. screen in the center. Very interesting, you know? <laughs> like a massive, like three iPads in one sitting there. Well, <laughs> right. it's good. They do a good job. Good All luck
1: right. on your next race. Thank you, guys.
2: Be All well. right. Season starts uh, mid-March. Joseph Newgarden Two-time IndyCar champion, Hannah Elliott, auto columnist for Bloomberg News.